0: Hey, everyone. It's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye. Let's talk. Hey, everyone. This episode, we're wrapping up 2020 and Oye, let me tell you a lot happened. So just to start off the show, we're going to be talking about political chaos. 2020 was the year to stay at home. Some evidence of climate change. And if you don't believe us, you can call them some gnarly natural disasters. The fight for racial justice or perhaps the largest civil rights movement of our time. And of course, we're going to be saying goodbye to some legends because 2020 saw the farewell of some pretty great people. So to kick off the show, of course, we have to talk about politics because man, what a whirlwind that was.
1: That's an understatement, Gabby.
2: I think so much has happened this year. it's we started out the year starting out with a pandemic. We went through the democratic primary. We ended up picking a nominee. We had a virtual virtual conventions, which was a first True. time that ever happened. Oh my
1: gosh, and God, and they
2: made they made it work mess. yeah, the way politicians were now outreaching to people were through like these caravan rallies. So it was very interesting how the pandemic changed the way that the political process worked a little bit. Um, It was very interesting how everybody was closely watching how the Electoral College works. And everyone was where things in the past were just kind of mundane things that kind of happened, you know. Over time, it just happened. No one really paid attention to them. I think Mm -hmm. this time around, since people were suspicious of the process, they were like, oh, and then we were so in tuned into when things get certified and things like that, which was never a a point of discussion or even a headliner in the past.
0: Okay. But even before that, before all of the election chaos, let's talk about what was going on at the White House. Because we definitely saw President Trump say goodbye to a lot of White House, or I guess his people in his administration
1: and then, but that's happened since day one let's be real I ever know, since he took office he four got years ago that's nothing new though impeached yes, and let's people, talk about that people
0: had to figure out the difference got. between impeached and like literally being kicked out of office and i didn't know the difference i just thought impeachment like sayonara and I was concerned about what we looked like on the world
1: stage, but apparently you can be impeached and still sit in office.
2: I'm the first person to ever get impeached and there's no crime. I like, I feel guilty.
1: For some context, he was ultimately acquitted by the Senate on February 5th. Um, to remind everyone, there were two articles alleging abuse of power and alleging obstruction of Congress. So just a little historical background on that. But yes, that definitely happened this year. Um Going back to election talk for a second, I think for the first time, a lot of people um, voted by mail. I was one of those people. I forgot that that was an option, and I didn't know how feasible that would be until we were all kind of, I don't want to say forced to because of the pandemic, but in a way, it like it became an option, so to speak, and I had to do my research. And I think a lot of people were more in tune and a lot more engaged on what were the possibilities of voting
2: and the funny part about all that is that on election day we saw states that usually didn't do early voting in the past all of a sudden do early voting by a lot and these states had laws where they could only open those early votes on election day Mm -hmm. so you saw some of those states taking a long time and counting those early voting So, it was really funny how, you know, being in the pandemic, people had to find new ways to kind of feel safe to vote and how that just changed the entire layout of the elections that ensued even after election date.
1: So, if you were one of those first time voters or those who became more engaged this election season, a big round of applause because you are making a difference in this world. And I hope that this continues on for many more years to come because the election process is important and everyone deserves. To vote. So
2: that's right. Mid I'm just saying midterm elections are in 2022.
0: Facts. Already looking ahead. But speaking of looking ahead, after record voter turnout and after more than a dozen people vying for the Democratic ticket, we finally have our president elect, all made official. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. (laughs) And come January, we're going to have our new president. And with that comes a bunch of firsts. So Joe Biden, not a stranger to the White House, but we will have our first female black and Asian vice president. I think that's so cool.
2: It's so funny. I don't know if you guys have probably seen the meme that's going around where it's like all the pictures of the vice presidents. And there's like a huge picture of, you know, this black woman, like in just contrast to all these white men that have come before her. So it's definitely a statement and it's the it's going to be a moment of, of of hope for the future.
1: It's definitely historic for sure. So Kamala Harris,
0: thank you for making history. You're going to go down in the history books. And we thank everyone who, again, as Danny said, contributed to the process to make history overall from voter turnout, a very different election during the pandemic, and for electing different officials in office that are going to be going down in the history books that the next generation will learn about. And the next generation is also very much going to learn about how out of 2020, we stayed home.
2: I'm still working from home to this day. <laughs> and we'll probably continue to continue to work from home until next year. But I'm not complaining about it. It has its perks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. i
1: you in PJs all day? Let's be real. Or do you, okay yeah. you wear like your nice shirt and then pants?
2: At the very beginning, I was like, I'm like, I'm going to be really good about this. I'm actually going to change into nice clothes to like like really feel like I'm at work. And then it's just, you know, I'm like, I just want to roll my PJs. And that's just what kind of happened. And that is one of the perks. But you honestly do miss, you know, going to work. And I feel like us as humans were such social creatures that Mm -hmm. now having this a little more monotonous life of like just being confined to a very specific area really plays mind games on you and it's a it's a funny social experiment. This do you entire feel like th- a
1: robot sometimes like you're just asked to do something, you do it and then your day is over with? I mean that sounds super sad, but
2: that sounds like existentialism, Gabby. Uh, Danny. <laughs> okay.
1: Wow, I actually am the one to typically bring up
0: existential topics. And um, actually, I pretty much ha- had a breakdown in the middle of a Publix when I went to my fifth Publix one day and still couldn't find toilet paper. And I had two rolls left. So oh my God. I want everyone to know that 2020 was also the year that people freaked out. First world yeah. problem about not having paper towels or toilet paper. And actually, fun fact. Clorox says that they're never gonna get to like regular production or output for its Clorox wipes until later in
1: 2021 because the pandemic. <laughs> Are you was, like, serious? So bad.
2: Yes. I still I can't that.
1: find Clorox wipes anywhere. Like my mom mm-hmm. had to ship them from Florida, and also in the middle of the pandemic. Now that you're talking about toilet paper, my mom had to send me toilet paper from china they were these tiny little toilet papers that i ended up not using because they looked super sketchy and i had already gotten my toilet paper because it took literally three months after she ordered it on amazon to get to my home in chicago that's how sad 2020 was <laughs> at the beginning for me
0: i mean all I, didn't... I can say is e-commerce really went through the roof during this year too groceries yeah. gym like equipment you name it people were shipping it
2: oh my god yes yes
0: it was crazy. But it, just like for perspective, like let's take this into consideration. Stuff happened in January and February. March to me is really when the pandemic like ensued. Yes, yeah. The virus had a presence in at least in the US before then and definitely globally. But it's December and between March and December, we came up with a vaccine and another one is on the way like we could have two before 2020 is over. So I just think science worked quick this year shout out to every researcher and scientist who stayed in the lab overnight trying to make sure and solve this issue and and help some people out because they were really doing it for humankind and money I didn't want to be (laughs) (laughs) that pessimistic about it but it's true when they pump billions of dollars into a
1: project might as well right And on that note, talking about science, I think this was the year where actually science got a lot of pushback as well. People were starting to question whether or not there was a solution to the pandemic, um, whether or not science really worked, who to trust, you know, were doctors just saying stuff to, to say or was, you know, Trump administration right? Like, I think there was a lot of doubt and confusion amidst all of this at the beginning.
2: Yeah, the the masks becoming a political issue, and the lockdowns, there were certain day, states that, you know, people were protesting, uh, you know, governors who were putting down lockdowns. Um, and that was kind of baffling, if, you know.
0: I just also wanted to point out, this is my other fun fact for this topic, PolitiFact picks the biggest lie of the year every year towards the end. Um, as part of their annual wrap-up and they said the biggest lie of the year was overall coming out nationally that the pandemic doesn't exist or downplaying the pandemic saying that not many um, people have died so i politifact just saying again like it's obviously like a political source but there it's pretty much part of the pandemic that there was a lot of mistrust not just in science but in general, like from human to human, like you didn't trust people to do the right thing to protect yourself or to protect themselves. You had to go out of your way to do what you can to live your life and et cetera. So I'm just saying, whether you believe in science or not, or you want to believe what you hear, the masks are here to stay for a little while longer. And people made a vaccine for a reason and it seems to be working. So I can't imagine all of that being a hoax. Mm -hmm. Another topic that I feel like people probably didn't connect all together is NOAA, so basically one of the highest agencies in weather released their Arctic report, saying that climate change is real and they pointed to a lot of the wildfires happening globally, saying that that that's kind of proof of the evidence and an active hurricane season was also proof of climate change. So if you don't really believe in climate change, don't worry. The next few minutes are gonna just be slightly painful. But if you're intrigued to learn more about it, let's let's look back at a few things.
1: The- don't scare our audience, Gabby. Like we want them to listen to us. <laughs> well
2: We only tell facts on this podcast An opinion.
1: All the time.
0: <laughs> Nothing but like for real like a- California wildfires like they're they were raging yes. for a yes. long yeah. time for months and then the Australian wildfires that they're saying the koala population isn't going mm-hmm. to get back to what it used to be for a few years. I'm surprised that they're not I guess higher up or more urgently on the endangered species list. And I'm a Floridian and hurricane season, even though nothing major happened to the state, we went into the Greek letters which, I don't know yeah. if people knew that once you went through A through Z, which <laughs> it very doesn't go all the way through Z to be fair, but we hit it pretty far through the Greek alphabet, at least the fir- first few initial letters. And it looks like some of those hurricanes are also those names are going to be. I don't want to say retired because the way they would retire it is Ada twenty twenty can never be used again, but Ada twenty twenty one can be. So it's a little mix up. Fight with your local meteorologists. But if you didn't believe in climate change before, like, I think Mother Earth was really, like, pissed off this year.
1: I I totally forgot that. uh, Sorry, I was going to say I totally forgot that the Australian wildfires happened this year.
2: No, yeah, I was just going to say that I feel like sometimes you like so much stuff is going on that you forget what is happening if it's not happening to you in that moment. Mm-hmm. And especially with the Australian, like I even, you know, going, doing the research for the podcast, I was like, oh my God, I remember this. Like This felt like almost such a long time ago, but it's something that's not in your backyard. And then you just kind of like, oh no, but like, that's a big issue there. And also on the West coast. And that's been like all the people that have been displaced from their homes. Like imagine having to start a whole new life. No. And some of these people was like, they have, uh, they have had their houses been affected in past years also. So it's Mm -hmm. been a recurring issue. And even with the hurricanes, like the aftermath, it literally hit two of those Greek-lettered storms hit Honduras, like, back-to-back on two weeks. And that was, like, super devastating because in in those countries, like, you see a lot of mudslides, a lot of deaths in, like, these small towns. They don't have the infrastructure to fight off a hurricane. El Salvador, too. Yeah, so it definitely has been a year to really, you know, look within ourselves and see like what's going on.
0: So we'll go ahead and maybe link um, the Arctic report because I want everyone to at least watch this four minute video because it really breaks down everything pretty comprehensively. We'll try to link it on our Instagram when this episode airs and just get to be a little more familiar yourself like everyone can do their part I know the straw thing was very popular for a while like nixing plastic straws but there's way bigger efforts that you can do as an individual not necessarily to save all the koalas but at least to I don't want to say slow climate change but make it at least a bit better
1: and And to just be conscious about it too like as long as you're like recycling and just being conscious about like everything that you use and the way you throw things and just not litter because people still do that and it's not okay and though fines are kind of like a joke because nobody really gets fined a thousand dollars just don't do it
0: so now our episode is gonna take quite the turn we would be remiss if we did not mention the resurgence of the black lives matter movement in 2020 if you remember in may near memorial day george floyd died now who is george floyd a black man in Minneapolis just went into a convenience store, police were called, and video went viral of his death. A Minneapolis police officer kneeled on his neck for nearly nine minutes, and I would say the outcry for how he died, which his final his final words were that he couldn't breathe and he was crying for his mother, angered enough people to bring people out to the streets all over the globe. So on top of this global pandemic, people got out of their homes to protest black lives. And not necessarily protest their existence, but to protest that they matter as well and the injustices that they face every single day.
1: For those who want to learn more about that, we specifically have a whole episode on it. We interviewed um, one uh, uh, an activist who currently lives in Minneapolis still, um, and she talks about her um, experience with that as an Afro Latina as well. So, I would highly recommend you check it out if you haven't already done so.
2: And I just want to, I just want to chime in and say that this is not a problem that. We that's new in 2020 or that, oh, now we're just finding out this about this. This has been an issue that has been fought for decades, for centuries. And I feel like in this moment, it felt a little different. There was everything, you know, the political climate that we were in. We were in a world pandemic. So many little factors led for this moment to have this grand of a moment and weight that we need to... continue to work on those topics and bring up those difficult conversations.
1: So, and it's far from over too.
0: So I just wanted to point out as well, my, my more heartwarming and heartfelt fact for this topic is GoFundMe released its annual report. And actually the day that George Floyd's brother made the George Floyd memorial fund to pay for his memorial and then his six year old daughter's life and such, and to sell and to, to pay for george floyd's funeral was gofundme's greatest day of giving that's the most money they had ever raised and it's not to say it all just went to the memorial fund i'm i'm talking like millions of dollars june on june 2nd it was for almost any type of cause related to racial justice and for its top five causes of the year racial justice and george floyd was the second most con con second cause that was that received the most contributions sorry I got tongue-tied there so it goes to show that people really thought it was important beyond the United States and as Manny mentioned like this is something that I think is going to go into 2021 we've already seen a lot of police reform because of it neck restraints being outlawed some of the sweeping policing bills in Congress that I know come 2021 like As new senators and house representatives take their seats, many have said that's like on their agenda. And at the local level, plenty of police departments and sheriff's offices, if they didn't already have a citizen's review board, have created them. So get to know them in your area as well, because that's how you can create change with your local law enforcement. And apart from saying goodbye to some people who just unjustly lost their lives we're also saying goodbye to some legends this year who lost their lives for various reasons. I think one of the earliest ones was Kobe Bryant. And the yes, shock re- too.
2: He was such a, it was such a young talent leaving us so soon. And I remember being in the news station when it happened and just being in shock that it was happening. You're like,
1: mm-hmm. what? Same. We thought it was a hoax at the beginning. We're like, this can't be true. There's no way. There's nothing confirmed. This is all speculation. Where yeah. do people get that T- from? TMZ
2: was reporting it. TMZ mm-hmm. was the first one to come out it. we were like, oh, you know, no one's really trusting TMZ. So that was a moment of oh, shock man. and awe. Yeah. And the days to come, yeah.
1: And let's not forget his daughter as well, Gianna, who was, you know, very young. I believe she was nine years old. So
0: it was Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and it was nine victims total and who died in a helicopter crash and they were just on their way to a game. So it was very much a tragic and unexpected death. And it just goes to show you how one athlete could impact the world because it felt like everyone was mourning him in a different way. And as Manny mentioned, I was actually going into an overnight shift, working the morning show next day. And that was most of the news, just talking about the different ways people were paying tribute. And another person who received a lot of tributes and I think was a pop culture icon and now would only continue on as such as well is Ruth Absolutely. Bader Ginsburg. Her death, unfortunately, was politicized, but the Supreme Court Justice, before she died, I never knew a day where when she wasn't on the bench. So that goes to show you the amount of history that she had um, beyond the Supreme Court, like just her life as an attorney, as a lawyer, as a lawmaker, and as a as a feminist, an iconic feminist at that. She was the first of many. And I think it's amazing that we got to know or got to see a woman like that in mm-hmm. 2020 and got to... Revisit. In our lifetime. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting that we got to revisit a lot of her history because when someone's living, we don't always remember everything they do. But... A lot of the tributes really highlighted the work that she did for Equal rights for Women's Pay. And fun fact, she always fought um, for equality in a, I guess you can say, creative way. Like one of her first court cases was fight, was representing a man who couldn't get a tax break for being a caregiver to his mother. And by representing a man, she got women's rights. And the aspect of caregivers don't always have to be women.
2: Yeah, Mm-hmm. by representing a man. And just to, just to point out that she was the second woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court, and she was the first Jewish woman ever appointed.
1: People ask me sometimes, when, when do you think it will be enough? When will, it, will there be enough women on the court? And my answer is, when there are nine. That's amazing. I'm someone who definitely admired her a lot. And I actually watched her movie. Anyone who's interested in learning more about her also, there's a movie out. And there's also a documentary about her. And I believe they're both on Netflix. So definitely, definitely uh, encourage you to check that out.
2: I want to harp on another great legend and activist, um, John Lewis. He was a House representative and he was a social rights activist marching side by side with Martin Luther King. And he was a keynote speaker at the March on Washington. We
0: march today for jobs and freedom. But we have nothing to be proud of.
2: For hundreds and thousands of our brothers are not here. For they're receiving starvation wages or no wages at all. Those who have said be patient and wait, we must say that we cannot
0: be patient. We do not want our freedom gradually, but we want to be free now. John Lewis was most notable as always making good trouble. You may have heard that. Um, he was, I guess you can say, part of what is known now in history as Bloody Sunday in Selma when he crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge. It was basically people fighting for equal rights, marching in 1965, Um it's more, very much similar to the protests you see today. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm hesitant to draw that comparison, but police basically threw tear gas, um, stopped the protesters peacefully just crossing the bridge. And if, just for more historical context, like, the March Across the Bridge was led by Martin Luther King Jr. And then hence we later on had the I Have a Dream speech in D.C. But it was a culminating event of several protests throughout the weeks, which they kept being stopped violently by police. 25,000 people and John Lewis said that being mishandled by authorities inspired him to go ahead and become a congressman and had such a historic career in politics representing the most underserved, underserved communities. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I, if I'm not mistaken, he represented an underserved community in Georgia. And after George Floyd died, he's the one who started the iconic picture of several House representatives kneeling at the Capitol. He's the one Mm -hmm. who organized that along with Nancy Pelosi. And I think that the fact that as a civil rights leader, he took his experience to politics and then later made sure he never left his roots you know and he always says it's you have to make good trouble to kind of get results and i think that's something that's going to stick with us come 2020 because a lot of people did rile up some good trouble to make a difference to change some of the systemic racism that we do
1: have in this country and they paved the way for what is the black lives matter movement now i mean i think they endured a lot arguably maybe a lot more violence than what we see now in terms of the resistance when it comes to protesting like the act of protesting itself um i could be wrong that's just uh what i perceive but another legend that i wanted to mention as an argentine myself diego armando maradona passed away um kind of shockingly not i mean it was kind of expected because he was already health-wise pretty bad but For those who don't know, he was an Argentine professional football player and manager. He was widely regarded as one of the greatest players of all time in the history of soccer. Um, He passed away, I believe, about a month ago already. So that's not to say
0: that any life is more than another. We just wanted to go ahead and give a look back to some of the legends who lost their lives and paved the way for much of the life that we get to see today. And apart from some of the people that we mentioned Apart from those who unjustly lost their lives, there are also over 250,000 people who lost their lives to the virus that unfortunately plagued much of 2020. So as much as we like to joke and such, like it is a privilege to be able to make it into 2021. So we would like to hold a moment of silence for all of those who unfortunately won't be seeing the new year. And now we're going to take a short break.